0: By the word of the prophet Nathan who came to David after he had managed to kill Uriah the husband of Bathsheba the word of the Lord came saying that the sword would never depart David's house because of the sin that David had done with Bathsheba and in killing Uriah and Another penalty was God would raise up from David's own house an enemy who would fight him during his lifetime. And that was Absalom. God would not kill David, and he didn't strip the kingdom from David, though Absalom tried to take the kingdom from David by cunning But God set a penalty on David that would stay with him until the time he died. As David was fleeing from Absalom, there appeared a man who threw dirt on David and threw stones at David and cursed David. This was just one man, a single man, against David's mighty man he had been a follower of Saul and he cursed David Saul was dead by that time this is a very interesting story second Samuel chapter 16 starts at verse 5 and when King David came to Behurim, behold, thence came out a man out of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shemiah, the son of Gurah, And he came forth and cursed still as he came. And he cast stones at David and at all the servants of King David, And all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And thus said Shemiah, when he cursed, Come out, come out, thy bloody man and thou son of Belial. He called David a son of the devil. The Lord hath returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose stead thou hast reigned. And the Lord hath delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom thy son. And behold, thou art taken in thy mischief because thou art a bloody man. He completely misjudged the situation. God took the kingdom from Saul because Saul disobeyed him. And God removed The Holy Spirit from Saul and gave the kingdom to David and gave David the Holy Spirit. And Saul was trying to kill David. David would not raise his hand against Saul, against the anointed of God. But he said, No, he will either die in battle or he will die by age or God will bring a disease upon him. But I will not kill Saul. The anointed of the Lord. So this man completely misjudged what David had done. The kingdom hadn't been removed from David. A penalty was given on David because of Bathsheba, not because of Saul, because of Bathsheba and her husband, Uriah the Hittite. For David had sex with Bathsheba, she became pregnant by David. And David wanted Uriah to appear at the house so the people would think that the baby was Uriah's, her husband. But Uriah was too honorable to go to the house and stay while the army of Israel was fighting a war. So David sent him back to the army of Israel with a message for Joab, the captain. David had written a message out. And Uriah carried it by his own hand to Joab. And it was really his own death warrant. For David said, put him in the hottest battle at the front line and then have the army of Israel back up from him and let the enemy kill Uriah. Joab followed these instructions, and of course it was very evil in the sight of God, what David did. So the penalty was upon David, not that he would lose the kingdom, but that Absalom, one of his own household, his own son, would rise up against him and fight him the rest of his years on the earth. So what Shamiah said was not at all correct. He was cursing David incorrectly, and he didn't have the facts. Verse 8 again, Shimeah said, The Lord hath returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose stead thou hast reigned. Well, it was God that caused David to reign and took the kingdom away from Saul. Shimeah says, and the Lord hath delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom thy son. And this wasn't correct. Absalom tried to get the kingdom by his own cunning, but it wasn't given to Absalom by God. Absalom was later killed by God. And behold, thou art taken in thy mischief, said shimeah because thou art a bloody man, and this was not true. So this man keeps following David and his army and his people and cursing them and throwing stones at them and throwing dirt at them. Verse 9, Then said Abishah, the son of Zariah, unto the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, and take off his head. David will not allow this to happen. He will not allow this man who's cursing him to be killed. And the king said, What have I to do with you, ye sons of Jeriah? So let him curse. Because the Lord hath said unto him, Curse David, who shall say then, Wherefore hast thou done so? And David said to Abisha, and to all his servants, Behold my son, which came forth out of my bowels, seeking my life. How much more now may this Benjamite do? Let him alone, let him curse, for the Lord hath bidden him. So David is saying, my own son is cursing me by trying to take over the kingdom. What more can this one man do to curse me? In verse 12, David says, It may be that the Lord will look on mine affliction, and that the Lord will requite me good for his cursing this day. Second Samuel 16, verse 13. And as David and his men went by the way, Shamiah went along on the hillside over against him and cursed as he went and threw stones at David and cast dust. And the king and all the people that were with him came weary and refreshed themselves there now later the end comes to shamiah first kings 2 before he dies david says to solomon and behold thou hast with thee shamiah the son of gerup the benjaminite of behurim which cursed me with a grievous curse in the day when I went to Maham, But he came down to meet me at Jordan, and I swear to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put thee to death with the sword. Now therefore hold him not guiltless, for thou art a wise man, and knowest what thou oughtst to do unto him. But his forehead head. Bring thou down to the grave with blood. So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. Now Solomon is king and deals with the wisdom God gives him concerning Shamei. Verse 36, And the king sent and called for Shamei, and said unto him, Build thee an house in Jerusalem, and dwell there, and go not forth hence anywhere. For it shall be on the day that thou goest out, and passest over the brook Kidron. Thou shalt know for certain that thou shalt surely die. Thy blood shall be upon thine own head. And Shamiah said unto the king, The saying is good, as my lord the king hath said, so will thy servant do. And Shamiah dwelt in Jerusalem many days, and it came to pass at the end of three years that two of the servants of Shamiah ran away unto Ashish, the son of Micaiah, the king of Gath. And they told Shimei, saying, Behold, thy servants be in Gath. Verse 40. And Shimei arose and saddled his ass and went to Gath, to Ashish, to seek his servants. And Shimei went and brought his servants from Gath. And it was told Solomon, that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and was come back again to Jerusalem. And the king sent and called for Shimei and said unto him, Did I not make thee to swear by the Lord and protested unto thee, saying, No for certain on the day thou goest out from Jerusalem? and walkest abroad anywhere, that thou shalt surely die? And thou saidst to me, The word that I had said is good. Why then hast thou not kept the oath of the Lord, and the commandment that I have charged thee with? And the king said to Shemiah, Thou knowest all the wickedness which thine heart is privy to that thou didst to David my father. Therefore the Lord shall return thy wickedness upon thine own head. And King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. So the king commanded the son of Jehada, which went out and fell upon Shemiah, that he died. Solomon sent one of his soldiers out to kill Shemiah, and the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. And I said to God, how did this establish the kingdom? Because I didn't understand this story. And God said to me, it was an example to the people that they would obey the word given by God, and they would obey Solomon. And therefore, his kingdom was established. Because the judgment sent upon Shemaiah would be an example to the children of Israel. Something like this happened to me one time back in 1981. I was on radio from coast to coast, An angel of the Lord had spoken a word to me the previous year on January 10th, 1980, and said, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. By that word, God put me on radio. Within a year, I was on radio from Hartford to Seattle. The Hartford station was in the uh, New Jersey area, but it was a big, powerful station That covered most of New York City, all of New York City, and Connecticut, and several other places. So by the word of God, I was put on radio. And by 1981, I was on radio from coast to coast. I was in my hotel room in Seattle and got a phone call from our office in Arlington, Texas. A woman that I had met at Word of Faith, which I was attending during that time, managed the office, managed it out of her house and hired workers for the office to deal with the material, the mail and the offerings that were coming in from the radio broadcast. She paid the radio bills and kept all of our bills paid. The phone call I received was from one of the part-time workers that she had hired, this woman had hired. And she said, has anyone told you about the financial problem? And I said, no, what financial problem? I certainly hadn't been told by the manager who was handling the money of a financial problem. And she said, well, we can't pay the radio bills next month. This was back in 1981. We just don't have enough money. After the phone call, I said to God, what is going on? What's wrong? What's happened? And I heard one word, and that was the name of the manager of the office, the one who was handling the money. Now, she wasn't stealing the money, but she had been overpaying workers in the office. Now I found this out later. I was making $400 a month salary and they were making 14-1500 a month. Some less and maybe some more. I can't remember exactly. But they were making far more than I was making. And she kept saying God wants to bless the workers. Well, you can't bless the workers with money from offerings when the offerings are for your radio bills to pay for those radio stations to stay on the air. So I heard just one word from God about what is the problem, and that was her name. I picked up the phone, immediately called her and said, you're fired. I want you to dismiss the staff, and you won't be in this ministry any longer. See, that establishes your kingdom. You have to take action when you hear a word from God. And I didn't hesitate. I called immediately. As soon as I heard her name, I didn't have the facts. I learned the facts later after I got all of the books and took over. She wasn't stealing from the ministry. She thought God wanted to bless these workers. And she was paying them far too much money to do the work they were doing. And she couldn't pay the radio bills because of that. As soon as I got the books, within a month it was straightened up. Because I could take all of that money she was paying the workers and a Apply it to the radio bills. So we were totally solvent in one month's time because of that one word from God. You see, the leader of the situation has to hear from God and take action. And that's exactly what Solomon did. So this is the example that I saw from this situation. When you hear a word from God, you do it. Period. And often we are proved by God and tried by God to see if we will obey the word. God told Abraham, go out and kill your only son, Isaac, the son of the promise. Abraham did it immediately. He was going to kill Isaac. He took some young men with him and said, Now you wait here, we're going up to Mount Moriah to worship God. And he took Isaac, and he took the wood for the fire, which he would burn Isaac's body. He took a knife to kill Isaac, his only son, the son of the promise. And the angel called out, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, don't kill him. Now I know that you will obey my word, says God, to Abraham. Because Abraham was definitely going to kill Isaac. In Hebrews, there's a passage about this that's so interesting. Hebrews 11, verse 17. By faith... Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure. Because you see, Sarah's womb was dead. She was 90. Abraham was a 100. They were both as dead people concerning having children. And she became pregnant by the word of the Lord given to Abraham that she would have a son this time next year. And through natural means of sex, She became pregnant and had this promised son. So Abraham reasoned that Isaac came from two dead people. Therefore God could raise him from the dead even if he were slain by the hand of Abraham. But God stopped Abraham from killing Isaac. It was a test to see if he would do it. If he would give up, his only son, the son of the promise. King Saul lost the kingdom because he wouldn't fully obey God. David and Solomon obeyed God, and Solomon killed him because he disobeyed the word that was given to him. And therefore, the people saw a fear of God through this situation they obeyed what solomon said after that and the kingdom was established later penalty came on solomon because he married strange wives from other nations and they drew his heart away from god and god had told him twice that if he did such a thing They would draw his heart away from him, but he didn't believe God. So he brought a penalty upon himself. But for David's sake, God would not remove the kingdom all at once from Solomon, but it would be done through his son later. The word of God is the only thing. Nothing else matters. You don't go to other people and ask them what they think when you hear from God. You just do it. This is the only thing that matters. This example on Shemaiah shows that Solomon established the kingdom by doing the word that he said he would do. He said he would kill him if he left Jerusalem. He left Jerusalem and when he came back, Solomon killed him just as he said he would do. We don't kill people, of course, but we might have to put them out from us. We might have to take swift action against them. It doesn't matter. God will straighten it all out and fix it and do what he wants to do in the situation. You don't know the heart of that other person. God does. So when you're asking him, well, what's wrong in this situation? And he tells you, you have to deal with it. And it establishes your calling. We were never in debt after I did this. We never had a time we couldn't pay our radio bills after I took care of what I heard about the office manager. Another very interesting story about David has to do with Ahithophel. He was a counselor, and he was David's counselor. And he was like an oracle of God to David and also Absalom. And Absalom, when he rose up against David to take over the kingdom, Absalom got Ahithophel to leave David and give him counsel. Second Samuel seventeen Moreover Ahithophel said unto Absalom, Let me choose now out twelve thousand men, and I will arise and pursue after David this night, and I will come upon him while he is weary and weak handed, and I will make him afraid, and all the people that are with him shall flee, and I will Kill David, the king, only. And I will bring back all of the people to you. Well, Absalom thought that was good counsel, and he was going to follow it. But David had put a spy in the house of Absalom. Hushai was really the spy of David. And Absalom asked Hushai what to do. Ahithophel had spoken after this manner Shall we do his saying? If not, speak thou, says Absalom. And Hushai said unto Absalom, The counsel that Ahithophel has given is not good at this time. So Absalom chose Hushai's counsel and turned away from the counsel of Ahithophel. Ahithophel. Ahithophel went out and killed himself as a result of this because they had turned down his counsel. Well, David had prayed as soon as he heard that Ahithophel had gone over to the side of Absalom. David prayed to God that he would make Ahithophel's counsel foolishness. And God had his way of dealing with it which was to raise Hushai above Ahithophel. God has his way of dealing with things and delivering us, and he will deliver us. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.